Today is April 26, 2023. This is the Blockchain Journal podcast. I'm David Berlin, your host, and I'm at Consensus 2023 in Austin, Texas, where we are surrounded by all kinds of blockchain interested people, cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency interested people. And standing with me is Rob Viglione. He is the CEO and co-founder of Horizon. Horizon is one of the exhibitors here at Consensus 2023. Rob, thanks for joining me on the show. Thanks for having me, David. Yeah, it's great to have you. So there are many exhibitors here. One of the things that I've been looking for are companies, solutions, anybody who wants to talk about blockchain in the enterprise because we really target that enterprise audience, the, the uh, IT professionals who are trying to figure out what their next move is going to be with a disruptive technology. They don't want to be Ubered or Amazon the way that's happened in the past. What does Horizon do? Yeah, so Horizon, Horizon Labs, my company, is we, we uh, launched in the Web3 world. So we've been in Web3 uh, from our origins. In fact, from launching a cryptocurrency, ZAN, which is you know, the currency of the Horizon protocol. It's really a protocol that uh, has uh, deep cryptographic engineering, zero knowledge cryptographic capabilities. There were tooling specifically to be useful to enterprise. All right, let's talk about zero knowledge because a lot of people are going to be watching this. Again, they're the sort of people who, they only read the headlines in mainstream media and they're scared of everything that has to do with blockchain based on those mainstream media headlines all about something that's going wrong with cryptocurrency, people getting scammed. What is zero knowledge? So zero knowledge is a special class of cryptography that lets you broadcast encrypted information to a public environment and still make use of that information without decrypting it. So it's actually an extremely powerful tool that we think is that missing link to get Web 2 or enterprise on chain into Web 3 because what matters to enterprise, access, control, and privacy for data and information, right? Let's talk about an application for that because that's a little bit cryptic. I want to unpack that. You said that it's for enterprises that want to use the information without necessarily decrypting it, which that sounds like, how can you use the information if you can't decrypt it? Like magic, right? Yeah. So, uh, what is a, a workflow that somebody in an IT department would understand and suddenly just have that aha moment where they say, I get it now? Yeah, so one uh, simple workflow or, or application that I like to talk about is, uh, imagine the world of digital invoicing, a massive trillion dollar market and a factoring market around that. So you take digital invoice or you take invoices and before you know, suppliers are paid for their services or products, uh, you have finance firms that actually come in and, and you know, factor them by basically buying them at a discount. What we can do in, with this technology is you could broadcast digital invoices encrypted into a public blockchain environment where now the world sees that the information's there, but they can't see exactly what it is. But financiers could actually query the information to see things like, has this vendor paid their bills historically? Are they a AAA credit quality or do they have problems paying their bills, right? And without actually seeing the particular uh, invoice flows, which uh, companies may not want the world to see, um, you can actually disclose whether you're a AAA credit quality and a financier can come in and factor those invoices without actually seeing the details of them. But you could still know cryptographically, no, or cryptographic proofs that this vendor pays their bills on time. Okay, so some of the information is available, just not all of it. Does zero knowledge technology make it possible for you to decide who in the organization can see what, like, you know, sort of the you know, identity and access management systems, the way 
something like Active Directory used to work? Yep, exactly right. So there's two elements here. One is the pure cryptographic side, and not, not to get too in the weeds on the cryptography of it, there's a property of this type of cryptography called homomorphic encryption, in which you could actually perform an operation on an encrypted data set and get the result that you want without even seeing the data set. Like, this is mind-blowing new technology that can completely transform how enterprises engage with Web3. But there's a second element here. The second element is exactly what you said, which is about access controls. With zero-knowledge cryptography, you can broadcast information to the world encrypted on a public ledger, so you know it's timestamped, it's there, it's valid and you could selectively disclose who you want to see that information. So you can imagine like a regulatory body, uh, a vendor in your supply chain, or maybe a consortium. And so this is really good for those sorts of applications that deserve to be on a public blockchain where you need something like multi-party transparency. Exactly right. So think about what's the point of getting on-chain to begin with. Really, it's about coordination. It's about sharing information and putting information into a public commons so that the world can see it's there, it exists, it's time-stamped, hasn't been tampered with. Uh, and like the, the process of getting it on-chain has gone through a public validation process. But most firms in the world, governments or enterprises, don't want all of their data to be made public. You know, whether it's their operations, their supply chains, you know, they don't want their competitors to see exactly what they're doing, who they're paying, how much they're paying, but they still want that information to be available to the world and to make use of it. So the important point is the intersection of coordination across you know, the economy, coordination with maybe your competitors. Imagine a world where now you can coordinate with your competitors in a way that still preserves the privacy of your underlying firm's information or coordinate with regulators or tax authorities. Right, so we're really not talking about the world because you say the world can see it, but yeah, yeah. we're talking about the subset of the world yeah. that needs to see the information, but why put this on a chain? Why can't we just use today's existing technologies, databases, Mongo, Cassandra, to do the same thing. Yeah, which work completely fine, by the way, for all of the Web2 and traditional enterprise scenarios that are out there today. You have tens of trillions of dollars of economic value that work perfectly fine in Web2 with databases. It's at the point where you want to share your database, share that information in a credible way with other people around the world. So coordinating across, like outside of your, your firm boundary, right? This is important. And also to intersect into the world of Web3. So this is the point where my company, Horizon Labs, is like our mission is to bring Web2 into Web3 in a secure way. So we use cryptography, we use high security to bring you into these public markets of Web3. Now, the Web3 world is in its infancy. It's just starting. So when we talk about enterprise in our company, and our focus now is enterprise and governments as a company, Horizon Labs, it's to bring these guys into the world of Web3. It's not just to replicate what they're doing and calling it Web3. It's to literally bring that information and create a public commons so that information, whether it's, you know, it, it could be like what Starbucks is doing with their loyalty program on chain. It could be Odyssey. Yeah, exactly. It could it, exactly. It could be bringing your loyalty programs on chain. It could be, um, you know, having secondary markets for your luxury goods that you could never capture previously. Bring that on chain, right? I, I want to pick a word that you used at the very beginning of that. You said credible. <laughs> what, what? Why is something on chain more credible than if it's in a database? That's the that's the million dollar question that a lot of enterprises are going to ask is like I can do this already. So speak to that credibility. That that's the that is the big idea here is the is the uh, the credibility that public chain brings to this data. What is what is that credibility? Yeah, so the credibility comes to the nature of blockchain and having a public forum 
like a public commons basically where anyone in the world can come and participate and verify that the information that is on chain is valid. But what makes the chain easier or better for doing those sorts of verifications than a database? I can yeah. I can go visit a database for some company that decides to make their database public because yeah. you could just say, oh, well, you know what? We, we get the idea of Web3, but let's just make the data that's in our database public already. Right. Why not do that? Right, so to make sure it hasn't been tampered with is really the underlying message. So companies have a natural incentive to, I mean, I'm not saying it. companies in general uh, have high integrity. They wouldn't be there in public markets if they didn't, and they're audited, they're verified, there are regulators that ensure that. This is an extra level of assurance, though. This is where anyone in the world can verify that the information that you're making public has not changed. It has I, I think changed. what you're getting at is, is that, you know, we, we hear a lot about this idea of decentralization in the yeah. blockchain space. Uh, a lot of enterprises don't really know or understand what that means. When you've got a decentralized database where the governance of the data, the, the validation of the data is taking place in a public scenario right. by third parties that are not necessarily the company itself, that company doesn't have that proprietary control over the data in a way that anybody can question, did this company itself, out of its own maybe malicious interests, tamper with the data for whatever reasons? Trust but verify, right? I mean, that's really what it's about. It's about making sure that the world can verify that the information you're presenting maintains its integrity. It hasn't been tampered, and the, the natural incentives that you might have as a business to present information that's favorable to you, we're, we're moving past that. And by the way, if you go to, for example, the SEC's website, the Security and Exchange Commission, they have press releases about all of the companies they've fined for some form of malfeasance. I just use that as personal evidence that some percentage of us are just bad people that are going to do bad things if we have that sort of unguarded proprietary access to corporate data. That's exactly right. And again, this is one important function of bringing data on chain. The other is participating in Web3, participating in a world of decentralized applications where you have a smart, like basically a world computer running smart contracts, basically automated functions, and being part of that. For CIOs, IT directors who have no idea what Web3 means, what's your definition? Decentralizing technologies, really. Okay, and you said smart contracts, so let's go in there a little bit. I know what a smart contract is, but I want to hear it from you so that uh, our audience can understand. What's a, what's a smart contract? <laughs> so you write a piece of software or computer program that automatically executes on-chain. I mean, or period, automatically executes, period. And there are rules that, that engage how it executes. So if you're in enterprise IT, you probably are looking for uh, a chain. If you, if you buy into all this idea about the credibility and putting your data on chain, you probably want a chain that supports this sort of customizability, this programmability, and uh, gives you that same ability to use blockchain as a platform the way you would use any other application technology as a platform. Exactly right, and one that integrates into your own, your existing systems, if possible, where possible, and provides a level of security and privacy for the information, that your proprietary information. You mentioned that Horizon provides one of these chains. It's got its own uh, token, protocol token, which is Zen, I believe you right. said. Uh, so you probably have the ability to support these smart contracts. What, uh, what are the characteristics of your virtual machine or whatever it is that allows people to do that? Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll take 
one step back from that, because it's a great question, but I think it deserves a little bit more explanation is, I believe that blockchain will be commoditized over time. I, I don't think that we're going to have silos of different blockchains where en enterprises should have to choose one or the other. I think that's a bad business model for the industry and bad for the enterprises choosing. What I see is a future where blockchains commoditize. Basically, when we talk to each other over Zoom, I don't care which ISP is routing your data. And right now, in our world of Web3, there's a lot of tribalism, and we pretend that people care what you know, ISP is routing your data. Well, it's early days, and in any new technology space, you're going to have like dozens of players pour in, try to establish themselves as the de facto standard. Usually, two or three rise to the top, but there's probably, no enterprise is going to be on a single chain. I mean, people are going to have to make choices, and depending on who your partners are, who your custom, what your customers are doing, what your applications, what your use cases are, are you taking payments in crypto, are you engaging, like you talked about Starbucks and their Odyssey program, which is on Polygon, they're engaging their customers through NFTs. You have all the different use cases. For the time being, we're going to be in this multi-chain environment. Right, no, that's exactly right. Now, you talked about standards. I completely agree with that. Now, standards are different than silos. The standard that we have to conform with is the Ethereum standard for smart contracting. That's actually what we're, we're integrating into our chain right now is an Ethereum virtual machine so that you have exact compatibility with the Ethereum network and all of the other EVM, Ethereum virtual machine compatible chains that are out there. So we have one standard and then we we create bridges between them so they're interoperable with, with each other. So you have the EVM on the Horizon network now? Exactly right. So it's on testnet right now. It's migrating to mainnet in two months. Okay, so that's an enterprise feature that you're looking forward to launching pretty soon. Exactly. And of course, with the EVM, if there are other networks than the EVM, and I've, I've spoken about this in previous lives with other like application server technologies like Java, for example, the advantage here is the more of the chains that are on EVM, the more you have some options. If for some reason you become dissatisfied with the chain you're on, and it's an EVM-based chain, and you've written all your code in Solidity, which is the language for that EVM, guess what, you can take that language, you can take all the code you wrote and move to another chain. Exactly right, and this is the beauty of the EVM standard and how we're building Horizon and how our, com our company Horizon Labs operates. We don't want IT managers to choose between one silo or the other. We want you to adopt the prevailing standard and we're building out our infrastructure. By the way, we have the largest infrastructure of the industry. We focus on building out like 45,000 servers run our software right now all over the world. Never goes down, the, the uptime is 100% so far for all of our history and now it's EVM compatible. So this is what we're building towards and we're integrating in tools like selective confidentiality so that you know, CIOs and enterprises can be sure, and governments as well, your information is protected. On well, what's selective confidentiality? So it's, a, it's an application of zero knowledge technology where you can broadcast your information encrypted, but choose who you want it to be. Oh, that's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I, I didn't use the term for it, it's selective confidentiality. Okay, great. Well, uh, Rob Viglione, the co-founder and CEO of Horizon Labs, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you very much, David. Happy to be here.